And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And yes, here we are again, another day committed to being your consumer advocate, helping you understand your buying decisions, making you a bit more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Save our hotline number in your phone. At some point, you may need it. We would love to connect with you. That's what's uh, different about this show. We have you call in. It's not an on-air call. It's an off-air call, and uh, we're going to help connect you with the absolute best experts in over 50 different categories of consumer advocate content and advice. Reach out to the hotline, 813-750-0550. Call or text 813-750-0550 and hit the website at consumerqb.com. We've got a, a action-packed episode for you here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm uh, going to talk a lot about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, and we have our expert contributors on the line. Uh, before we jump into that, I want to let you know about a couple of our hot listings here in Tampa Bay. Uh, 1010 Bay Esplanade right here in Tampa Bay. Water uh, right on the beach, north side of Clearwater Beach. Uh, you have a quick access to the beaches. This is a gorgeous property in the $800,000 price range. And what I love about this property is you've got a, a additional unit that you can rent out. Private apartment with a sun deck with beautiful views overlooking the intercoastal waterways and dolphin-filled waters of North Clearwater Beach right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. And you can see all of our listings at Platinum MVP Team dot kw.com that's platinum mvp team dot kw.com and this segment is brought to you by brothers easy moving the official moving partner of the consumer quarterback show brothers easy moving and i can tell you from firsthand experience they're a first class organization did a great job with our family's move local or long distance distance moves reach out to brothers easy moving uh, the official moving partner of the consumer quarterback show all right in studio jackson shimbakar welcome in my friend thank you very much brandon cryptocurrency expert at such a young age welcome Absolutely. in what are you going to talk about today my friend yeah today we're going to be talking everything crypto exchanges wallets how do you store currency everything that we can all about crypto such a hot topic right now too isn't it absolutely it's been exploding in this last year yeah yeah awesome man good stuff thanks for bringing that knowledge in uh diane vance on the phones as well fairway independent mortgage hey diane hey brandon how you doing today beautiful day in florida that's right just another day in paradise here and uh, what are you seeing on your side oh it's been uh it's still busy still shortage of uh everything we need houses that's right. I'm trying to get no. I'm trying to get new listings for us. So I'm out there. Yeah, every you day. need that, and they go as fast as you get them. They so. do. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So that's awesome. And then we got William Crowley as well, rounding out our expert contributor panel. William Crowley, the credit magician. <laughs> hey, hey, good to be back. Uh, going to be talking more about a continuation of what we talked about last month uh, or a couple of weeks ago regarding the Biden administration uh, implementation of, of a credit public credit Sounds good to me. That's awesome. Uh, well, we'll dive right into it. Uh, Diane, let's start off with Diane. So, Diane, you know, we talk a lot about a local economy here in Tampa Bay. That's what's unique about our show, uh, current events, things happening in Tampa Bay and, uh, you know, the local economy. Uh, what are you seeing on a local level? And then let's talk more macro later. 
Well, uh, we're seeing a lot of people. Well, people probably notice how much the traffic has increased. That is not going away <laughs> because we are having people all over the country moving to Florida. I have more people since they can work remotely. The real estate industry in Florida is going to boom, and they're plan- they are projecting it's going to stay that way for quite a few years because we are because we're you know we have the sunshine, but that's not the only reason. We don't have. Um, Income tax, uh, you know, our tax situation, uh, beautiful beaches, great areas. I mean, it. the biggest problem, of course, is not having enough houses on the market right now. And I'm glad to hear that you're getting more and more listings. We're actually hearing a lot of, a lot of my customers that were, you know, thinking about selling. They're actually starting to think about actually seriously doing it and maybe buying another house. Um, but all those people that refinance at the low rates, um, you know, they, they may or may not. Some of them actually refinance, they're kind of, okay, maybe I do want to sell after all. We have a lot of those stories that, oh, I refinanced my house, but now I really do want to actually buy. There's a house I like in the market, even though I refinanced in October. So yeah. we're seeing that a lot. Yeah. Also, what you see too is is that that challenge of hey, I got to find something new if I sell my home. A lot of, you know, I talked to a lot of expired listings. They they tried to sell, didn't sell. They pulled it off. Maybe they canceled the listing. And they say they say to me, well, you know, I was going to sell my home, but I can't find anything I like on the buy side. So, exactly. but here's a here's an important niche that people are missing. And this might be the best time in the history of Tampa Bay to for move up buyers. Can you explain to us what a move up buyer is? Yeah. Yep. So this is when you um, when you have have your home and you're thinking about selling and you want to buy either a bigger home, downsize, whatever, but if you're moving up into a bigger home, that's a move-up buyer or more expensive home. Let's say you have your, yep, price point is maybe a little bit higher because you need a bigger house, your family's expanded or something like that. What people can do, as long as you own a property, you can actually rent out your current home if you have enough down payment or like a customer that I talked to of yours, Brandon, um, they, he had actually a lot of equity in his house. So he's able to pull the equity out of his house to put put down on a new house, and then he can rent out his current house, but he's able to get into a bigger house that he's always wanted to do. So exactly. that's that's a move-up buyer. So, so it's when they're moving, let's say it's their first home, maybe second home. Now they have a Maybe in-laws moving in or family or something like that or just expanded family. They want to buy more expensive home or they've decided they really want to live on the water or something, anything like that. It's a, it's a move-up buyer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great time because there's less competition at that higher price point. Yes, absolutely there is. Although we're seeing that also become competitive recently. Um, we're seeing some of the houses – you know, $650,000, you know, being, you know, multiple offers. Crazy. Yeah. I just put one on at eight, <laughs> I put one on at 850 last weekend. I literally hit send on the uh, MLS submission sat, uh, Saturday morning, probably around 9 a.m. And yeah. within that day, I had multiple offers, 850,000 oh, yeah. price point. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. I am really, yeah, it's awesome. But uh, that is what's going on. I mean, that's what the market is. So they go fast. William, so, uh, what about you, man? What are you, what are you seeing on your side? Well, I just I'm just concerned with the uh, with the Biden administration's uh, uh, viewpoint that they need to change the credit reporting agencies and create a public credit reporting agency. Which I'm 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 not totally against. I'm I'm against what the credit reporting agencies are doing, but at the same time, there is a vehicle already put in place that we aren't 
talking about enough, and that is the Fair Credit Reporting Act that has been there since 1970. If we could just utilize the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the credit reporting agencies wouldn't be able to get away with what they're doing. And then the Biden, Biden administration and even previous administrations and uh, other scenarios have always talked about, you know, uh, modifying the credit reporting agencies or getting rid of them. When, in fact, the if, if people would just understand the use of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, we can we can monitor the activity of the credit reporting agencies. So, for instance, there's always companies out there or, or the, the Federal Trade Commission or other industries always saying, well, you can't remove accurate information from a credit report. The Fair Credit Reporting Act totally disputes that because the information on a person's credit report that comes to me and other credit pair companies around the country, they come to they, We know the information is accurate. I tell my clients all the time, yes, we know the information is accurate. The problem is, is that the credit reporting agencies are reporting the information without, without following the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So no matter what agency, whether you have a public credit reporting agency, the, the current credit reporting agency that exists, or something outside of that, the problem is that there's always going to be errors, and these institutions are going to create those errors, and the Fair Credit Reporting Act is there for the consumer to use against these type of uh, abuses. Okay, right. and I don't necessarily want to want to call them abuses. That the credit reporting agencies, yes, yes, I guess we should call them abuses. Okay, I'm trying not not to beat up on the credit reporting agencies it's okay. much because <laughs> I want to beat up on the consumer as well because they, we have to be familiar with the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So no matter what they put in place, folks, everybody out there, remember that the Fair Credit Reporting Act that was created by Congress in 1970 that's not taught in the school system. Most people aren't familiar with these consumer laws. But they're there to benefit you, just like just like the Constitution essentially protects our civil rights. The consumer laws protect our consumer rights. Okay, the Fair Credit Reporting Act is one prime example. Then there would be the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. These laws tell the credit reporting agency, "Hey, you made a mistake. You need to correct that." Now, one big problem I do see is that the credit reporting agencies are being able to investigate themselves. So it's kind of like a going back sometimes, going back and forth with the credit reporting agencies to have information removed. But nevertheless, it still is successful. It just wouldn't take as long if we had an independent agency investigating the credit reporting agencies. So I think that's what we really need is something that gets, gets the credit reporting agencies to adhere more quickly to the Fair Credit Reporting Act so that we can have information removed a lot quicker uh, from the credit reports. Now, the credit reporting yeah. agencies are violating due process. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Diane. No, the problem is, is they self-regulate themselves. Yes, that right. is the yes. problem. Yep. It is. It is. And so, but the Fair Credit Reporting Act, along with the Federal Trade Commission and the, and the CFPB, the acronym standing for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, if we could just use these, uh, these entities, the consumers would be in a much better place. And a lot of times that's what we do as credit fair companies. We show the consumers how to use these laws to protect, to benefit themselves against the abuse of the credit reporting agency. Even though there's not an independent agency that's self-regulating, of course, but the, the Fair Credit Reporting Act is there, and if we could just become familiar with it. And that's what true credit fair companies are doing, is trying to teach the consumer the value of the Fair Credit Reporting Act and protecting yourself against these abuses that the credit reporting agencies are you know, notoriously getting away with. But nevertheless, it can be monitored if you would just familiarize yourself with the Fair Credit Reporting Act. 
Yeah, self-regulation just can't happen. It's not going to happen in government. It's, you know, especially bureaucracies. Plus, uh, when you look at the Dodd-Frank, go back to the Dodd-Frank and the CFPB when it, when that was originated. Uh, you know, what it was was, again, another Wall Street play, big business, uh, big politicians pushing for uh, more regulation and making it harder uh, for smaller entities to exist. So that, that's my opinion quickly on the CFPB. But uh, stay with us. When we come back, more from our expert contributors. We've got Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, local lender, support the local economy right here in Tampa Bay. Also, William Crowley, the credit magician. And coming up as well, uh, special guest, we've got Jackson Shimbakar here in studio, cryptocurrency expert, really interesting content around Bitcoin and some of the other uh, NFTs and, and tax implications, I think, are going to be a big thing as well, according to some of these uh, research that we've done here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this short break. Follow us online at Brandon Rhymes one on Instagram and Twitter, Consumer Quarterback Show page out there as well on Facebook and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Real helping you win in any marketplace. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rhymes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Uh, my wife, Lindsay, and I own a top-ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, top 1% uh, ranked real estate team. And we got a couple of hot listings here. Let's talk about a commercial property available in Tampa Bay, 4449 Grand Boulevard. This is in Newport Ritchie. Now, this is a, a great opportunity because it's a drive-through style uh, convenience store gas station and uh, used to be rented out to farm stores. Got about forty to 50,000 vehicles a day passing by. Plenty of parking, easy ingress and egress as well, and a major intersection at Grand Boulevard in Newport Ritchie. Great buying opportunity for investors and buyers here in beautiful Tampa Bay. And we also have some properties available. Here's one that's close to downtown, close to Ebor, and it's actually three different units all in one. Uh, but you've got 801 and 803 uh, East Palm Avenue, close to the interstate, close to downtown e 
Tibor. Great investment opportunity. Multifamily cash cow, uh, cash producing income property right here in Tampa Bay. Also couple that with 1905 uh, Talia Faro, and you've got some really cool assemblage opportunities there for potentially uh, changing the zoning uh, going forward. You can see all of our listings at Platinum MVP Team. Dot kw.com And if you're here local, if you're ever thinking about a local staycation, check out the Bill Maher Beach Resort over on Treasure Island, the official hotel partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show. The beautiful Bill Maher Beach Resort, Treasure Island. Uh, they've got two pools on site, Sloppy Joe's Beach Bar and Restaurant, and just a gorgeous beach. And by the way, 90% of the rooms overlook the beach, which is very rare uh, for hotels like that. Check out the Bill Maher Beach Resort. Let Clyde Smith know. He's the general manager. Let Clyde Smith know the the uh, real estate quarterback sent you. Take them up on those great offers. All right, let's uh, jump back into it. Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, William Crowley, and Jackson uh, Shimbakar here in studio. Cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Uh, but, Diane, I want to go back to you, get a little bit more pulse on the market. So we talk a little bit about the owner-occupied side of the business. What are you seeing on the investor side? Well, I will tell you. <laughs> um, so Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac just made a change recently that – the state, so they are raising the rates on investor and second homes is not a lot, but it's a slightly higher than it was because they, because there is such a shortage of properties. I think they're trying to get the people that are trying to buy primary homes. I don't know if that's the reason, but I have a feeling that is the reason. Mm. Um, but it's, but there's still, we do do a ton of second homes for those folks that aren't quite ready to move here permanently. We do a ton of those, a lot of investment properties, but the interest rates are still even, even with their slight increase, it's in the points, not in a, it's slight. It's very slight. It's probably eighth in the rate, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not even that. But that is a that is a change in Florida because we're a big second home market. I mean, yeah. we are a huge second home market. So we have a lot of people looking for homes here. The plan is for them to find a home because they do know the market is tight before they sell their property up north. So that is that's a lot of those. And we have a lot of investors that already have homes here. And, um, you know, they may be from I have a investor from Washington that is buying, you know, up homes in Florida, not specifically in Tampa Bay, because it's still very reasonable here. The prices, even though they have went up slightly, it's still a very reasonable real estate market. Absolutely. Yeah. You talked about the sunshine. There's no sunshine tax here in Florida. That's what's awesome, you know, compared to California and other states is there's no state income tax. So you have the ability to, you know, come down and enjoy uh, the low pricing and and just a great opportunity for investors right now, especially when you look at uh, Airbnb uh, vacation rentals by owner, you know, all those types of scenarios. But one of the things you got to be careful of in that, Diane, is uh, some of the local municipalities. They're going to say, no, we don't want that uh, weekend change out in our community. Which is kind of interesting to me because don't we have that anyways with hotels? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm, it, always, I'm always interested in that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And maybe they just, I'm not sure I understand that, but I do know it happens. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, in the residential areas, they're thinking, ah, oh, you know, we don't want that in here. But, uh, yeah, I get it. And you look at also for Super Bowls and things like that, you know, different events uh, uh, coming around. But um, Let's hope we have another one. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it again. That was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's repeat. Yeah. I think the Bucks actually re-signed almost all of their players, from what I've read briefly. Uh, yeah, yeah. They no, did. they didn't. They didn't re-sign Brady. 
What? They got him. What? A, they got him another they year. Got him on it. Yeah, Don't scare me, to, William. Don't. No, he's, he's the joker. No, There's do. always a joker in the crowd. He, he did resign. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think fact, he did it one year. Took, he even took less so that he could actually have uh, hire more players or bring up more players. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Yeah, we want Jameis Winston back. No way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's well, funny. I, th- I think he's going to be the next, what, uh, New Orleans Saints, right? Is yeah. Is that where he's at? Yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. But that that's a run between he and the other uh, Sims, right? Isn't that the other what? quarterback there? Well, they're looking okay. at Russell. Oh, Russell. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wow. Supposedly now. I heard some rules. <laughs> wow. He must be a free agent, maybe, huh? Wow. No, he just signed a big contract with Seattle, but Russell was thinking about opting out or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Brandon, you would know more about that. Yeah, you know, I don't follow sports as much as I used to, man. I really don't. Oh, okay. Because he's busy more... real estate. That's right. Yeah, it's busy. It's <laughs> busy, uh, you know, with the business. But I do like to follow, you know, somewhat. But uh, if you just joined us, by the way, we're talking with Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, uh, right here in Tampa Bay. Uh, William Crowley's on the line, longtime friend of the program, probably five or six years now. William, we've been uh, talking credit on the air and, uh, you know, helping a lot of yeah. folks. Uh, you know, when you look at credit, we offer your credit package from time to time. Maybe we'll do that in the next segment. But um, talk a little about how you and Diane work together uh, when it comes to, you know, because sometimes there's, there's uh, you know, right. hey, I heard a stat, 75% increase in online uh, scams and, and identity theft. I mean, that's a big thing happening right now. Yeah, that's a big thing happening. But I, once again, I just tell people the Fair Credit Reporting Act and even the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act can stem off a lot of that type of adverse activity. It's just that most consumers are blindsided because they're not familiar with the consumer laws that help them. So when I'm working with Diane's clients, I have to always remind the clients that I'm not the lender. I'm, I'm cleaning you up to get you ready for Diane. So I, I won't necessarily never know when you're ready for the loan. I leave that up to Diane at, uh, at Fairway to deal with that. But when Diane sends me a client, the first thing I look at is what negative information is it that they have. And Diane will usually alert me as to what really needs to be addressed. Uh, even though we, we want to go after everything, I still want to hear the input from the lender because Diane, what Diane informs us of is what's going to get that client uh, ready for a loan. What we're looking at is just getting the client ready for every aspect of life. So not to say, not to downplay what Diane's doing, but but the client did go to Diane for a, a, a loan, a yeah. mortgage loan, so therefore the, she has to get them prepared for that. So we tried to take it a step above that and say, okay, we're going to do this according to what Diane says, and we're going to address these other negative items as well because that could impact your life at a later date. Right. So we want to get you, you know, pre- pre- ready for that loan in a, in the most legal way possible by utilization of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Yeah, and, and Diane, mistakes are made. That, that's one of the challenges, too, William, is, you know, mistakes are made in the process and people are looking for that second home or that investment property and they're just not pre-approved or they're just not looking at everything properly. Uh, and then, Diane, you know, speak for a minute or two about, you know, how complicated the market is uh, in terms of multiple offers, highest and best, you know, how competitive it is and what you need to do to win those deals. Well, one thing that I have noticed uh, is that, you know, not everybody, not every lender out there is created equal, I guess I should say, right. is that we take it very, and we take it very serious. So, so when I do, when I ask a customer for all their documentation, 
it's because I want them to win the deal. Yes. And and because I have looked at their income. I have looked at their credit. Now, I will tell you, there is a misconception out there that the credit bureaus, that when you get your personal one from your credit card or you get the Credit Karma or wherever you're getting it from online, even online Experian or one of those, that is not the same mortgage algorithm that is used on a mortgage. So it's called a FICO 2, which is not what person, those are considered personal uh, credit reports and they're always typically higher than what actual reality is. So a lot of people are very surprised when they may see 750 and it comes in at 703, or they may see 640 and it's 580. All right, let's dive a little deeper on the other side of this break. Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage. William Crowley, the credit magician, uh, credit restoration expert. And coming up as well, Jackson Chimbakar, right here in studio, cryptocurrency expert on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And we will also talk about our feel-good story of the day. As we always do, uh, Wall Street Bets users donate over $338,000 to adopt gorillas and more. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show. Make sure you check out ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace. And we want to help you win in your real estate deals. If you're buying, selling, or investing, of course, we would love to talk to you. And we take great pride in helping our sellers profit more on the sale of their real estate properties. Uh, we actually feature our real estate properties live on air uh, to help you get more exposure. So here's a great example of that. 12208 Four Oaks Road in Tampa. This is a development opportunity. Attention builders, developers, entrepreneurs. Uh, this is five acres zone R9. So you could build potentially up to 40 units or I've talked to a couple investors who are talking about maybe switching it to uh, changing the zoning to a commercial opportunity because you've got a lot of great frontage uh, on Four Oaks Road and Nixon Road there uh, in Tampa Bay, close to Del Mabry, Carrollwood area. Also, we'll stick with the theme here of investment opportunities. 41 acres up in Pasco County, 12,500 Hamlin Road. This is 41 acres, prime land to be developed. Eventually, it's going to be developed at some point. Townhomes, uh, single-family homes, uh, great opportunities, again, for investors. 12500 Hamlin Road. Price point is right around your 900000 950 price point. Great opportunity. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And this segment is brought to you by Discovery Golf Cars, a.k.a. Golf Car Depot. Uh, longtime friends of the program as well uh, for business or recreation. It seems like everybody's getting a golf cart these days. They're so much fun. They've got multiple uh, different types of makes and models for you as well. Easy Go, Star EV, Cushman. You can get new or pre-owned as well as rent or buy Discovery Golf Cars. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Take them up on special offers and incentives just by mentioning that you're a fan of the consumer quarterback show. All right, on the show, we've got 
got Diane Vance Fairway Independent Mortgage, local area lender supporting the local economy here. Uh, she's a regional manager for a top five lender in the country. And William Crowley, the credit magician. And coming up, Jackson Shimbakar right here uh, in studio as well, cryptocurrency expert. And Diane, I want to go back to your story. You were kind of in the middle of making a point, And then I'm going to bring Jackson in and talk a little uh, cryptocurrency. Okay. Oh, I was talking about um, the FICO credit scores that you get online versus what the mortgage company pulls is always different. So just want people to be aware of that. Yep. And then, and, you yeah. know, and, and the theme of that too was just, hey, you know, look at if you are looking to purchase, you know, be diligent, be proactive, get in the process. Because once you pull that credit score, you're going to probably find some things that you didn't know were there just because of the sheer amount of identity theft and, and things happening out there. People don't realize that. Uh, and then, exactly. William, later we're going to add, I want to add your, um, your credit package. I want to offer that. But I want to bring Jackson into the conversation. Uh, so, Jackson, you know, how'd you get started in crypto? currency, my friend. So in crypto, is actually a great story. Uh, I'm a senior right now at Jesuit High School, and I got introduced to it as a freshman. And so as a freshman, uh, there was a very, very smart student. He was a senior at the time. His name's Nick Indelicato. He's a very, very smart guy. He's a chemical engineer at the moment. And what he did was he told me about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and he had an opportunity himself to make a lot of money. He got into a coin. It was called Ripple. It still exists today. He got in basically at 25 cents, and at the time, it was trading at $3. And he did very, very well on that. And that kind of piqued my interest a bit and I started to do a lot of research and what he did was he he told me all about it and all I did was I started to really really learn about it I took um that very same night I uh, went on Amazon I got a bunch of books all about Bitcoin and I learned about podcasts and I started researching the entire thing and so I learned a lot about that my first year and I started doing my first Bitcoin investing and I invested before the 2017 boom it was a little bit early uh, towards the beginning of the school year and I made a lot of money up front and then afterwards shortly after it was a bear market and I all I did was because I did all that research, I started yeah. investing, investing, and I continued yeah. to invest in the bear market, and that was very, very fruitful for me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. And you know, so it sounds to me kind of like immersion, right? You immersed yourself in, like Tony Robbins, one of my favorites. I've been to his business mastery course uh, that was taught in the Mali Fiji uh, back in 2010. Wow, you know, 11 years ago now. But yeah, so you've immersed yourself in, and you're actually a player in the game. So that's unique to some people that are, you know, talking heads. They're not actually in the game. But here's a, here, an interesting story. It just says uh, hardcore Bitcoin enthusiasts say the digital uh, coins were is the world's best hedge against rising consumer prices, which we're seeing a lot of right now, cost of groceries, cost of gas. And it says the logic, uh, unlike U.S. dollars or any other normal currency, is designed to have a limited supply, so it can't be devalued by a government or a central bank distributing too much of it. What's your take on that? Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest thing with the U.S. dollar, and we're seeing it now, of course, with constant stimulus, is that there's inflation and it happens very, very rapidly. Right. Places like Venezuela obviously fell victim to that. And what we're seeing now with Bitcoin is not an inflation, but instead a deflationary asset. Yeah. It's hard capped at 21 million. And essentially what that means is as more people enter the Bitcoin ecosystem, that will now increase the value instead yeah. of decreasing it like the dollar. Yeah, it's interesting. Um and, and then, you know, talk a little bit about what exactly Bitcoin is. I think, you know, many of our listeners are probably like, what is Bitcoin? I've heard of it. They don't yeah. know exactly what it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to understand, understand Bitcoin, you really have to go back to blockchain. And that is what the initial invention was. Blockchain was invented back in 1991, but it was never actually applied until a guy named Satoshi Nakamoto. It's actually just an alias. We don't know if it was a person or a group of people, but Satoshi Nakamoto yeah. basically created the first blockchain. And that was done in 2008. And it's very crucial that it 
happen in 2008 because that happened right after the financial crisis, of course. Yeah. People were really, really, really scared for their housing and what was happening. And they were saying that we need a better solution because the banks aren't actually helping us. Right. Right. And what happened it was they created the blockchain. And the blockchain was created in 2008. And then in 2009, it started to actually be used as an application. It was just an open source software, which that's what Bitcoin essentially is. And in 2010, then two years after its uh, inception, 2010 was when it first actually was used as a transaction. And it's the most famous transaction. It was uh, 10,000 Bitcoin in exchange for one pizza. Oh, wow. And these uh, these pizzas then for 10,000 Bitcoin in today's market, that values the pizza at $600 million. $600 right? million. Dollars. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that shows how much has grown now. What, what is sure. a Bitcoin going for now? Today, right now, uh, I believe today it's trading at about fifty-eight dollars to $59,000 per coin. Per coin. Yes. Wow. And you can have fractional ownership of, of a coin? Yes. That's one of the really, really good parts about it. For a dollar, it can only be traded in cents, right? Mm-hmm. But a Bitcoin can be traded down to the hundred millionth, right? Wow. And so they're called Satoshis at that point. You have the Bitcoin standard, and then it can go all the way down to Satoshis. Wow. Interesting. Yes. You know, and, and I think the, the the sentiment back in 07, 08 was, wow, the, the, the government really, you know, kind of screwed us over here. They, they let this real estate market boom happen, and they, they, they deregulated. So I think the sentiment was almost like perfect timing for 08, as you mentioned. People were looking for an alternative. They were almost kind of a way to kind of, you know, put their nose up to the bankers and the big Wall Street firms. Yeah, the main thing on that was that banks were overextending, and these people at the top, they got greedy. And so it was a bunch of people down at the bottom. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned the Wall Street bets today. And so um, yeah. it was all the people at the bottom, they got together. And it's interesting that in the financial system, all these people, they create currencies, but they're never actually intended for the user. And so in this circumstance, we had some of the smartest people in the world create a currency that was completely designed for efficiency. Yeah. And this is truly what I believe. And a lot of people, a lot of other people do the most efficient current currency that we have today. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, bringing it to, you know, here we are in, in March of 2021. Can, can you buy, where can you spend a Bitcoin at? Yeah, so spending is a little bit more difficult, but we are getting to that point, right? So the application, it's, as, as I've mentioned, it's only a little over 10 years old. And so application is really starting to pick up. You can actually book hotels now with Bitcoin. You can go spend it on furniture and you can actually spend it. But as you mentioned with acquiring it, that's where a lot of people don't really know what to do. It's a brand new thing. A lot of older people aren't super, super tech savvy still. Yep. And so the, the question is, how do you get in? And so there are more than about 12 different ways that you can actually acquire cryptocurrency. But I think the top three come down to buying, mining, and staking. And that those are the biggest three. And so buying is the most common. It's the most beginner-friendly technique used. And all you're going to do is essentially you're going to create an account on an exchange and you're going to trade your U.S. dollars for cryptocurrency. Nice. And it's as simple as that. It can happen in one day. For other more complex things, the vetting process is longer. But it can same day you can acquire cryptocurrency. Yeah, and mining. You mentioned mining. Yes. For, for me, you know, about a year or two ago, when I was you know investigating, like that to me was like I had a disconnect there. I'm like, wait, how can you create this yeah. this currency? So, can you talk about mining? Of course, yeah, yeah. So, mining again. That is how Bitcoin comes into the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. What I mentioned was that it's a deflationary asset. In essence, people can't just go print Bitcoin as they can money. Right, and so you can print money. I mean, to infinity. There's no actual limit. So for Bitcoin, the limit is at 21 million, and miners can mine this on their own computers at home. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting. It's all backed by users, and the users mine the crypto, right? Wow. So what they do is they're exchanging their um, uh, computing power 
for the Bitcoin. What these yeah. computers do is they solve complex mathematical equations. They're called SHA-256. Again, very hard to understand for beginners. Yeah. But these people, they're basically exchanging their electricity for the then Bitcoin reward, which is obviously financially incentivized. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you just joined us, by the way, we're talking with Jackson Shimbakar here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes, uh, talking cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin specifically, but there's there are all other types of, of Bitcoins out there. Um, you mentioned the Federal Reserve and and uh, printing of money and and to me you know as as uh, you know a, a mid forty something uh, person here you know I, I remember back in the in the day when you know if they were going to do a, a hundred you know a, a multi billion dollar deal that was a big deal for Congress to of be course. passing yeah. now with uh, you know under under the guise of Corona and this this uh, you know this Chinese uh, Communist Party released uh, virus um, you know we're printing one point nine trillion dollars yeah, with a T one, trillion you know, yeah. One point, yeah with a T so we're up to like five trillion now we're again back you know 10 15 20 years ago it was billion was a big number yeah first of all i think people lose sight of how many how much is a million how much is a billion how much is a trillion you know we just kind of we can't our brains can't really wrap yeah, our you really minds. can't understand the exponential you right can't, yeah yeah so so just think about the disservice that our congress is doing for us right now you yeah. know as human beings they're watering down our our, our paper our, our currencies you know we're, we're taking huge risk here by doing that but so bitcoin makes it even more of an attractive opportunity here with bitcoin yeah and as more and more money gets printed obviously there's a short there is a short-term benefit we're benefiting all the new businesses that are out there and that have to stay afloat yeah but long term all we're doing is devaluing that economy yeah and as we see it Bitcoin is now being promoted more and more as more people realize that 40% of all money in circulation right now has been printed in the last 12 months. Unbelievable. And that That's statistic is really mind-blowing. Yeah, that is. So 12 months, 40% of all dollars, right? Unbelievable. And so a lot of people are turning back to exactly what happened in 08, and they're saying, wow, let me go to a system that is completely peer-to-peer, completely decentralized, completely away from the government, Yeah, and it's working very, very, very nicely. Yeah, exactly. And some people are buying uh, from our friend uh, Shane Sokash over at David Reynolds Jewelry. They're buying silver, gold. Yep. Uh, you know, that those are kind of intrinsic. There's some intrinsic value there versus a fiat currency. For we'll, sure. Maybe we'll talk about that on the next side. Let's, we got to take a quick break here, and we're going to bring William Crowley, Diane Vance back into the conversation as well. We're going to offer a free credit package as well, and more with Jackson, of course, here on the Consumer Quarterback show stay with us we'll be right back after this short break don't go anywhere this is work done and you're listening to the real estate quarterback show hosted by my man brandon rhymes to get in touch with brandon call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. 
Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back. Brandon Rimes here. Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team. Keller Williams Realty, we want to help you win buying, selling, or investing. Got a great opportunity. Here's another investor opportunity in Tampa Bay. 5402 U. U.S. Highway 92. If you've ever wanted to own your own bar, here's an opportunity. This is a cash cow uh, bringing in about $10,000 a week in income and and cash revenue, uh, as well as the Finish Line Saloon out in Plant City. 5402 U.S. Highway 92. I get a bar listed out in Plant City. And that's what's unique about real estate. One day I'm listing a penthouse. I left a penthouse uh, suite in Clearwater Beach, $2.6 million listing. Hopefully you'll see that popping up. Uh, One day I'm listing a bar, vacant land, commercial properties. I love real estate. So we would love to help you buying, selling, or investing. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And one of the staples of our show is our feel-good story of the day. We're going to tell you something good. Tell me something good. All right, so we've got GameStop investors on the popular uh, shredded, uh, subreddit uh, Wall Street Bets have raised over $338,000 for the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund in less than a week. Uh, so members of the Wall Street Bets calling themselves apes, uh, which is inspired by a user to adopt a gorilla through uh, the fund and the, and the world's largest and longest-running organization fully dedicated to gorilla conservation. And so they posted a photo of the, adopt- uh, the adoption confirmation, which inspired other Wall Street bets members to follow suit and on monday uh, they were highlighted and it says quote on saturday a friend alerted us that member of wsb uh, subreddit had posted a symbolic adoption of our infant gorilla and then after adoption after adoption followed today uh, we have the numbers to share thanks to hashtag wall street bets we've received more than two thousand new adoptions totaling over two hundred and sixty five thousand dollars just since Saturday, and it still keeps coming. Uh, so pretty cool story. And Jackson, you know, you're more in tune to this than me. What does that actually mean? What's that translate to? Absolutely. I mean, the whole thing with the gorilla is that these guys, a lot of these guys are younger guys. They're very, they like risk. And this is a group of people that they call themselves de- degenerates. Like they, yeah. the whole thing is basically a joke to them. But what they do is they, they're taking a stand against the big guy. As I was saying earlier, cool. what they did was they executed one of the biggest short squeeze in history with GameStop and they they made these hedge funds who obviously they take advantage of everyone and they make a lot of money, a lot of different people money, most at the top. Yep. And they said, let's go against them. And they made these hedge funds lose billions of dollars and they did a very, very good job at doing it. Well and deserved, that, yeah. Because yeah. that's one of my main gripes also about the 08 meltdown was, you know, what they do. I think it was orchestrated. It was a power grab. It was, yep. a, it was a money play. And then who bought all the inventory of these poor people losing their homes to these loans that they knew they couldn't pay back? These yep. pick a payment loans. The billionaire hedge the funds banks, came yeah, in and, and did that. So, uh, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, William Crowley, I want to go ahead and get your final thoughts, and then we're going to let you go. Um, Diane Vance, Fairway Independent Mortgage, top tips, nuggets of advice. Yes, um, it's a very hot market, so make sure you prepare ahead of time. Don't don't go out and look at homes until you get pre-approved. 
Absolutely. And and what do you think about all that Bitcoin stuff? It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, my son actually, you know, I'm one of those older generations, but my son actually does the uh, mining. He actually lives in Seattle, wow. so electricity is cheap there, and he he does mining. So it's it's, it's above my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks so much, Diane. We Thank appreciate you. it. You have a great day. Hey, thanks. you too. All right. William Crowley, top tips, parting words, and we got to get your credit package in my friend oh yeah yeah but I, I like the bitcoin as well and i'd like it because because the federal reserve uh has hardly no regulatory regulatory power over there is that correct but anyway you can answer right. that later yes uh so in the package for the credit restoration uh we're going to show the client how to legally legally improve their credit and then legally not pay debt that they don't owe any longer uh the, the charge off debt we're going to use the Fair Debt Collection Price Act. We're going to show you how to use the validation of debt letters to stop the collectors. We're going to show you how to use the Fair Credit Reporting Act to immediately, legally restore your credit and get back on track to be able to buy those properties from Brandon and from Diane. Awesome. Yeah, let's offer that credit package. So this is where you might want to pull out your smartphone, text in. Uh, we're going to offer the credit package, but also you can text uh, You know, you can text pre-approval if you want to get with Diane or if you want more information about crypto, just text the word crypto. Uh, but the credit package is also, if you text the word credit to the hotline, uh, we're going to teach you how to opt out of pre-screening, cut off the junk mail coming to your mailbox, re- reduce your chances of identity theft, and uh, really help you there. You can text crypto, text credit to 813-750-0550, call or text. 813-750-0550. And that's our Consumer Advocate Hotline. That's a call. If you're not a texter, leave a voicemail. And again, just say you want to get a pre-approval for a mortgage, maybe some credit information or crypto information. 813-750-0550. And you can also submit the form at ConsumerQB.com. ConsumerQB.com. And I want to go back to Jackson here. So I also hear that you may be writing a book. Is that right? <laughs> Got a book coming out? Yeah, I mean, you know what they say, Brandon, that not not to believe everything you hear, but in this case, it actually is really true. Um, this whole idea basically stemmed from uh, a lot of people were approaching me. It was it started initially with just high school baseball buddies. They were all asking me about crypto, but it ended up stemming all the way up to eight and nine figure business execs. And they were yeah. all asking me, being that they've known I've been in the space for three to four years now. And they've said, I mean, when is a good time to get in all about these things? How do I store keys? All these different things that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I was asking, I mean, it was between like 50 and up to multiple hundreds of people about what even is crypto. And a lot of people still didn't really understand it. So I'm put, we're going to be, uh, we have a book in the works and it'll just be my story and all about crypto and how I basically did what I did. I love it. You know, it's part of a great, uh, you know, sales person, you know, pe- people in business. I've written three books. I'm almost done with my third right yeah. now ca- called Quarterbacking Success, okay. uh, Think and Grow Your Real Estate uh, Millionaire Empire. So yeah. I love that idea. You know, the fact that you're stepping out at such a young age. Uh, I imagine you've been very precocious your whole childhood. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, man. You got you definitely have great parenting and, and you, sure. you know, you're doing doing some really big things. So excited about that. Uh, what else didn't we cover? Is there anything else you may want to talk about that we didn't hit on? Um, I think a big point is that, yeah, the de- the that it's not really regulated, right? And so the government, what they can do is they can try and stop it, but they really can't. The mm-hmm. only thing that they could do is they could slow it down, right? They mm. could try and monitor IP addresses. But essentially how the Bitcoin network works is that with these miners, they mine the network and they create blocks on the blockchain. Yeah. And another interesting statistic is that um, 7% of all bank transactions are fraudulent, and yet there has never been one fraudulent Bitcoin transaction. Wow, that, that's really cool. Yeah. So there, so you talk about you know we upside, got downside. I've heard people say, well, what if the United States, and I know I think J.P. Morgan started their own crypto 
currency. What are some of the challenges? Or, you know, as a business, we do SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. What would be a SWOT analysis for crypto? For the entire market or just Bitcoin in specific? Well, just in general. Yeah. So, just, yeah. yeah. What, uh, the interesting thing about crypto is that there are vast amounts of them. There's yeah. uh, over 2,000 cryptocurrencies in existence, and admittedly, most of them are terrible. Most of them are really, really bad. They're just yeah. cash grabs. Being that it's not regulated, it's it's unsimilar to the stock market that pump and dumps are allowed. Pump and dump, yeah. Lots and lots of people will get together and they'll create these small cap coins in which all they do is try and bring as much money in as fast as they can and then get out at the top. Yeah, Wolf and of it, Wall Street style. Exactly, yep. exactly like that. And thousands of people are doing this. And so there are a lot of victims, but more towards the top, more towards the reputable coins that have been around for a couple of years now. And the newer projects that actually have goals, I think those will have a really, really bright future. Quick question. Can you buy real estate in crypto? crypto? You actually can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what happens? The, the seller has to say okay to that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I think eventually all real estate transactions will be taken over on the blockchain. Wow. It's very, very simple. And for those large purchase prices, obviously, the fees are very, very low. And so you wouldn't have to deal with a title company that's taking thousands of dollars. You wouldn't have to take any fees, any extra steps. It's A to B, nothing involved. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's such, it's such an interesting thing. And I know some of the, the cryptos are backed by, uh, they'll, they'll play a different play on it, backed by gold or something like that. And we kind of teased that earlier, the difference between a fiat currency and something that has intrinsic value. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of coins are backed by different things. We have Bitcoin being backed, obviously, by itself almost, and lots of, lots of different currencies backed by different things. All of these currencies have unique goals in mind, right? So some of them, there's uh, there's a new one called, called Tether. It's not really new anymore, but it was once upon a time. And that was the first stable coin. So it was backed by the U.S. government, not the U.S. government, but it was backed by people saying that $1 for every single Tether you have, there's a dollar being backed. Interesting. Okay. And what's give out your information. How can people contact you? You got your Instagram handle? Yeah, it's at Jackson Shembakar, just my first and last name. Spell it for me just to make sure. J-A-C-K-S-O-N-S-H-E-M-B-E-K-A-R. What's the title of the book? Do you know the title yet? Not yet. No, we're working on it. Though. Work in process, right? Absolutely. Progress. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, yeah, another great show, man. Thanks for coming in. That's a lot of great uh, you know, advice, uh, information, advice, and, and uh, rapid fire here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, Appreciate for sure. It. Thanks for having me on. Hey, my pleasure. All right. As we always say we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness do something kind for one another be a force for good in the community maybe you might want to think about donating some time donating some blood donating some food i mean lots of ways that you can be a force for good in the community do something kind for one another and we would love to connect with you on all of our different social medias by the way our youtube channel has uh, a lot of subscribers over a uh, we think we got 1200 plus videos now on our youtube over 100,000 views right at 100,000 views so connect with us on youtube random rhyme Realty, as well as at Brandon Rhymes One on Instagram and Twitter, Consumer Quarterback Show page out there on Facebook, as well as the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.